0: Grim dystopian with Phoebe Kicks and Benny G, your music podcast for everything metal.
1: Hello. Hello. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> we have another very special guest on.
2: Very special
1: for episode ten.
2: Yeah. Oh, shucks, <laughs>
1: Mis- Mr. Oz. How's it going?
2: How are you doing? <laughs> good. Good. Awesome to have you on. It's awesome to be here. All right, Oz. Everyone (laughs) knows Oz. Everyone in (laughs) Rochester knows Oz. So, high level, and then we'll go into it. You're from Rochester Metal Booking. Yep. Necrostalker, the bassist.
3: That is true.
2: (laughs) You are the guy everyone sees when they walk in a bug jar.
3: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Making sure they don't do stupid shit. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right? Trying.
3: Always giving people nine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's start with um, heavy metal booking. Am I saying that right?
3: Uh, Rochester metal booking.
2: Rochester metal booking, okay. So when did that start? How did it start? Who's involved?
3: Well, um pretty much started when I left the montage. It was a, a sour note. Uh, but things are mended now. Good. Um, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am too. Um, but yeah, when I left, I couldn't just not be part of the scene, so I made myself... Part of the scene? A solid staple. Which I already was, but I had a Branch into my own, and um,
2: so did you create Rochester Metal Booking?
3: Yeah. Um, so when I came up with the name, I uh, wanted something easy that everybody can find easy, like quick. And know? I fucked and, it up. <laughs> 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 so like I, I'm like, well, what, what do I do? I book. Where am I? Rochester. What do I book? Metal. Perfect. So, yeah, and it just kind of came from there. And, um, you know, the kiss, you know, keep it simple, stupid. Yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much where it started. Um, so that was maybe about 10 years ago. Wow. But I've been booking a little more than 10 years prior. I started doing it at Montage four years before then um yeah just kind of grew, grew. There. Yeah. that's <laughs> awesome
2: so who's part of that besides you
3: um it is pretty much just me but um i let heavy metal steve do a lot of um promoting off of my page as well because he knows uh, we both are into the same yeah. stuff so i let him so you're the main guy, run. yeah.
2: And Steve kind of just takes it and runs with it when he yeah. book shows. Yeah, I,
3: I gave him an admin uh, on Facebook so he can advertise off of off of my page. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. All
2: right. Well, that clears that up because yeah. I thought Steve was kind of like partner with you, like it was like a group effort kind of thing. Um, but you're the guy.
3: It is more. Uh, it is more now. Um, okay. Uh, um. Yeah, ish. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right.
2: You're the boss. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: like, I am Rochester metal booking, but Steve is 100% able to do what he wants to do. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and he does good at yeah, what he yeah, does.
3: Yeah. He's been at it maybe just as long, maybe longer. I think I mean, he might've been doing it longer than I have booking shows
2: yeah he's been around forever right? yeah. in my life forever yeah. I remember going to his 21st yeah. birthday party yeah I was just yeah, gonna say that that was a fun show with the
1: swords follower.
3: yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, I think well, Nonslaught right? played.
3: Yeah. yeah that was oh man Those that was probably the best I want a birthday show. party like that All right. yeah <laughs> alright so
2: metal that's what you book yep so what got you into metal? Uh,
1: can I ask a question real oh, quick? Oh yeah, This yeah. is Sorry. a selfish question, but um, there there was a band that we saw at Deathbest that you mentioned. You may be getting to come here. Is that not gonna work out, or um, maybe will?
3: Yes, uh, we're just looking for a city from in between New York and um, Rochester. Nice. Um, I don't know if I'm safe to yet to announce. Right, right. But um.
2: We can cut this I, out.
3: Uh, I'm, <laughs> no, no, I think we should keep it. <laughs> I, I'm really excited. Yeah, but, that's um, awesome. Legend, legendary yeah, yeah. Uh, name. And um, it'll be November 22nd, so keep that, that out. out. Keep be that out. Wonderful. We know it yeah. will be. Yep.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> so, what got me into metal? Yes. Ironically, I'm wearing a Guns N' Roses shirt. Not to say that. I would say they are metal, but I think it helped me curve into my metal love. And um, I was probably six years old, maybe five, six, somewhere in between, um, when Appetite for Destruction came out. And I fell in love with that band, that logo, just seeing that, and that rough edge, you know. And um, I think about when I started, like when I got, uh, when I was around nine, I discovered Metallica. You know, it was a black album, nine years old, 91. And I never really knew that there was such a thing as metal, metal, like something heavier. Yeah. And then I, uh, you know, not having internet back then and, easy access and being out in the sticks it's impossible to find metal yeah of course (laughs) (laughs) so um but you know once in a while you hear a friend like hey check this out if you like heavy stuff check this band out i might have been 15 by the time like when i discovered like six feet under you know and like chris barnes cannibal corpse and it just kind of grew from there like anal cunt um finding the more extreme stuff you know probably by the time I was 15
1: so where did you when you were in Elba, right um like how did you find it out there was it mostly like friends um was there a store out there that you went to no there was nothing nothing no (laughs) radio (laughs) station anything
3: um gcc uh the radio station there um, would have uh, some metal mm-hmm. um, DJs that would play metal, so I would pick up on some of that. Yeah, and then random friends here yeah. and there. Um, probably by the time I was like old enough to go to shows on my own, I started growing more into it. Yeah, then I started learning. Like by the time internet was around, it was just imploded you know yeah, just yeah. all over the place and then f- discovering oh i like this kind of metal well this record label has mostly all this stuff and so i learned to grow from listening to uh listen to bands off of record labels yeah
2: yeah i did that stuff too yeah yeah yeah
3: <laughs> i
1: still do it
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah um that's pretty much uh, where it all I think by the time I got into college I think that's really the most that I started getting more into like finding more underground stuff I would yeah. say um, and uh, being a DJ there and just emailing record labels like hey I would like to get more demos off off. Um, of your bands And Back then they would just Give you stuff <laughs> Yeah They still do <laughs> Really I Because yeah. last time I tried It was just like Here's a download card <laughs> Oh yeah Well it's
2: not like we Like actually get stuff Because we Are in like a digital world now But people uh, yeah. are very generous Yeah, yeah. That's For the cool. most part Yeah <laughs> So There's like Two Things that I assume I know about you.
3: Okay. And I
2: hope I'm right because it's why I like you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Shucks. Number one, (laughs) I think your motto is kind of like just don't be an
3: asshole. Pretty much, yeah. Like you don't
2: care about race, religion, sexual orientation. Like you don't care about any of it. Like just don't be an asshole. Just Uh, don't be a shitty person.
3: That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. And you,
2: that, you like scream that. Like, I feel like anyone that meets you, like, knows that about you instantly, yeah. which I think is really, but it's like a really cool vibe to give people.
3: I, I, I like that. I, I like that, uh, your take on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't, like, don't you feel that way? Like, yeah, I just I really, feel
2: like, like, there's so many I times believe, that I've heard you say, like,
3: I believe in you do unto others. Of course, as yeah. much as they do to you, but I also believe like somebody's gonna treat you like shit. Give it to them three times, you know. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, and the second thing that I think I know about you that I really love is that you're not pigeonholed into metal.
3: Yeah, I I love all angles of music Paul um, Rogers I mean of course yeah <laughs> yeah um we all love Paul Rogers Paul Rogers rules yes <laughs> bad company free <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah I, I love like I'll get into like indie rock um country it's gotta be like the old time country well not, not pop not, country not, not pop country that's yeah um the rabble country, the uh,
2: southern badass. rock, southern rock, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Um, it's got to have a little bit of an edge.
2: <laughs> but like, you're not, you're not like embarrassed to talk about it. No. Uh, like, I feel like you know, I think, some metalheads—I'm using air quotes—feel yeah. <laughs> like that they can only talk about metal or they can only like
3: metal. You know, I I feel like it probably depends on certain metalheads I feel like there's a good portion of metalheads that do expand more and like even like nowadays like I it seems to be more open to be okay to listen to hip-hop. Um, metalheads
2: d- love Wu-Tang. Can you explain that to me?
3: I, I can't I <laughs> never cared for them. I had friends that were into them. By the way, I've seen many, many shows of all sorts of music, and I've seen plenty of hip hop shows. Worst performance I've ever seen from a national act is Wu Tang. I
4: don't Every, get it. I everything don't know.
3: against everything it, against music, they did it. <laughs> uh. Off beat, off key, uh, hip hop doesn't really have... Yeah, key, I guess, yeah,
2: but, but we get screaming, it. Screaming, yeah. timing, like, yeah.
3: Five guys like doing ODB's parts because everybody wants to do the, the ODB part, so all five other guys are screaming ODB overlapping it. <laughs> it was just nonstop stop overlapping. It was, oh, uh, <laughs> I was embarrassed for them. <laughs> <laughs> So what
4: is
2: like your go to metal genre? Like if you like what's top of your playlist.
3: And that changes often. I get it. Um like like what's your do you like try traditional um you know, my diehard I'm a diehard Black Sabbath fan. Yep. So yep. Like, I tend to say if I can relate it to Black Sabbath then I'm gonna like it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which is funny because like you don't really hear too much in death metal, but some some death metal has that Sabbath y groove sometimes yeah. too, so yeah. it goes back to that roots. <laughs> what's, um,
1: what's your favorite uh Sabbath era?
3: Um I would say uh Paul Rogers the Paul Rogers era <laughs> that was a good era um, Ozzy um, I would say like the first four yep. Sabbath albums were, I mean not, you know everybody's everybody's like Ozzy or Dio and yeah. I'm like Tony Iommi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I got you like, I, I'm a huge Tony fanatic like that guy's got riffs till mm. days <laughs> definitely so yeah um yeah, I love it all though Like Ian Gillen um, Yeah I, I don't think there's I mean Sabbath does have some Weak Quote unquote Weak albums But Yeah I still think they're solid albums yeah. Still. Because so, it is Sabbath
1: <laughs> Do you like Ian Better in Deep Purple Or Sabbath
3: Oh, I would say definitely Deep Purple Yeah, I agree Yeah, yeah. Deep Purple Like Early Deep Purple is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I like
2: that you talk about your roots with metal, like Guns N' Roses and Metallica, because yeah. I feel like all of us can relate to that in some way. Definitely. Like, I think my segue into metal was—I can't believe it's like so embarrassing to even talk about—is shit like Cinderella. Oh yeah. And like all those you know like those love ballads.
3: I—I'm not a. I never was a hair speaking about poser <laughs> hair oh, metal, boy. <laughs> but uh, no, you know Are you like, about to call me out. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. No, but I'm gonna, you know, because you know hair metal poser. Not that I would call Guns N' Roses hair metal either, but they always fell in that, genre. that category, yeah. And it was funny because Axel Rose like was mocking that scene on. Um, Welcome to the jungle with his hair poofed yeah. out. And people just caught on to it thinking that he was actually hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um you know, but like me as a kid, my mom oddly was into a lot of the hair bands. So I would listen to Firehouse all the time as a kid and um Tesla Molly Crew. I love Tesla. I do
2: too. They're one and, of my favorite bands actually. And they're
3: one of those bands that like kind of fell in that category, but they were not little more rock and roll yeah, than hair exactly and I do love a lot of those bands like Kix that oddly fell in that category too and I just never understood why mm-hmm. they just because they were a hard rock band of that time mm-hmm. it was automatically hair yeah but, um but yeah I grew up listening to a lot of those bands and some of the guitar work is just incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: awesome talent. Like when you sit back and like actually listen to the music. Yeah. And I just love Tom Kiefer's voice. I uh, don't yeah.
3: know.
2: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And yeah. for all you fucking Pantera fans out there, they were a ha- hair, hair band. metal band. Band. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs>
3: funny, uh, funny thing is, uh, speaking about Cinderella, I had a uh, got this uh, hand me down Cinderella uh, tape. Can't recall what the album is, but it was cracked, and a lot of the tape was exposed. And uh, I had my mom play it in my her car when when I was a kid. Hey, mom, play this. This is awesome. So we're driving around, and it eats the tape. Uh, oh, the tape no. gets eaten, and it destroys her tape player. In her car. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh-huh. so, I guess it was like, "Jim, on you for listening to." Harry <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
1: So now I know why uh, you answered uh, the tape question on that I put up on. Oh Facebook. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what <funny, yeah. laughs> That is kind of funny. You <laughs> brought that up.
3: Yeah, I, you know, I, I always get, like. I just remember so many times my tapes get eaten It's like, no. When CDs came around, it was like. Yes, I don't have to worry about getting eaten yeah, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no more fifteen dollars going down the drain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then you had to worry about scratches. Yep.
2: <laughs> so not only do you book shows, you play in shows.
3: Yeah, yep.
2: <laughs> you are the bassist and necrostalker. Necrostalker,
3: yep. So
2: tell us kind of how that formed and I know there's some like changes going on there too.
3: Yeah, um, well the band was before I was in the band. Funny thing is our guitarist is the only original guy in the band. (laughs) (laughs) So um, they were kind of more of a core band actually and our guitarist is more from that scene. And um, they kicked out the singer brought in my buddy John who was in Bleed the messiah and next thing is like they got heavier a heavier band then i guess everybody kind of decided the bass player looked more like a nerd um and they <laughs> <laughs> kicked him out like he was like kind of like you know the i i really don't know who the guy is i couldn't tell you who he is or anything but Apparently he's like one of those guys that wear like the fake glasses, like the nerd glasses and he would wear c- like cut off shorts and like a tie Um what, uh, Do you have a Clark suit. Kent in your yeah. necrosucker? <laughs> yeah. So I guess they kicked him out because he was more of a pop punk like kind of kid. So they're like yeah let's kick this kid to the curb and he wasn't playing I guess he wasn't playing the bass lines that they want. like. He was playing pop-punk bass lines in a metal, (laughs) metal band. So then John's like, we'll get my boy Oz. I really don't know how he is, how he actually is on bass, but let's bring him in. so they had me come in and I learned two songs just like at home and just kind of getting the feel of it. So I come into practice and I'm playing along, you know, just kind of chopping at all the songs and, Oh, so, you you know the song? I'm like, no, no, I'm just kind of playing along. They're like, you pretty much got it down. Like, that was quick. Next song I'm playing. So, you know, you studied this song. I'm like, yeah, I practiced this one. All right, cool. Then, next song is like, you know that one too. I'm like, no, I'm just kind of, I'm a fast learner. <laughs> mm-hmm. I learned by ear and I'm a fast <laughs> learner. And they all get each other to like, think we got a bass player. That's and awesome. We yeah. had through like five songs and only two of the songs that I actually knew, so I learned it quick. So that's where that <laughs> that that's started cool. off. That's cool. And then uh, we lost the guitarist afterwards. So that made us into pretty much a four play, play uh, four piece. And we just recently lost our drummer. Just quit just out of the Clear Blue and uh, we got a new guy and we're getting him up to par and we recorded two uh, two songs that we already had in the works so we taught him those and he has his own recording studio so that was awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So hopefully soon we'll have uh, a full length soon. Um, we just got to learn teach him the back catalog yet and um, we're actually kind of got bones of a couple of songs together so yeah things are looking good that's awesome uh, I'm getting the edge to play on stage again so I was just gonna
2: ask that like are there any plans do you have any Uh, goals as a band like let's start playing out by this date um are you just kind of getting
3: situated situated right now yeah I'm I just want to learn get him up to par with these songs yeah my my goal is like get on stage as quick as possible oh my god
2: you're so excited talking yeah, about yeah it,
3: I love it. <laughs> yeah uh, but it's gonna take a while it's gonna definitely you think take so? a while yeah like a year i hope not a year We I, hope not either because it took a long time for us to get on stage when i joined it joined the band and that was like over a year beforehand and we scratched all the songs because those were all old songs that Half the band wasn't even in the band at the time. Yeah, so yeah. We scratched a lot of, lot of songs and um, started from scratch. Then we started playing up on stage again. So hopefully it'll be quicker than that this time around. Well, we're looking forward to it. We love seeing <laughs> you Absolutely. play. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. I I love playing for people. I love being on stage and watching people react to our songs. <laughs> it's like um i feel like when i'm watching a band i'm like and i wish i was on that stage i know yeah <laughs> you, know, you get like you envy. get that itch you yeah. get that itch and you just want to be up there again and it, it's so exciting <laughs>
2: yeah it will happen and it's yeah. good that you're taking your time yeah you yeah, yeah
3: we want to make sure we're tight yeah got everything down to par and then play up on stage yeah and uh just watch people rock out to us yeah that's awesome
2: (laughs) all right so since we're talking about necrostalker let's play a song all right let's
1: play it
3: Too black.
2: <laughs> Fucking fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> okay, okay, so a couple follow up things before we move on. Um, your vocalist, what's his name? John. John. So now you know I've exposed a secret. I have a guilty pleasure. We have a guilty pleasure, and that's hair metal. <laughs> so at the beginning of every May, we go to Baltimore for the M3 Festival.
3: Oh yes. Yeah. John
2: I'm, I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I I do. <So>, <laughs> we see John at M three with Jade, his daughter, uh, who's very connected in that scene.
3: Yes, very, very connected. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> um and I couldn't remember his name. All I could remember is Necrostalker. Yeah. So I'm at an M three festival screaming necrostalker at the top of my voice, at the top of my lungs for ever. Like I said it like seven times and finally you were like, alright, alright. He's not hearing you and he like just walked away and I'm like, fuck, I can't remember his name. (laughs) was Everyone's like looking at me because I'm screaming necrostalker so loud like repeatedly. Like I had Tourette's. (laughs) That is funny. (laughs) (laughs) So, John, if you're listening, we saw you. Yeah. And we tried to say hi, yeah. but I just could not he, remember your he name. He
1: probably thought, there's no one here that knows what NecroStalker is. He was so
2: <laughs> not in that mindset. Right. I'm sure. <laughs> At M3, yeah.
3: yeah. It's funny because, like, um, he was telling me that uh, I can't think of the, the drummer. The drummer for Journey apparently is a, a really big metalhead. He actually played for Ozzy. I'm drawing a total blink on the guy's name, but uh, he's a fan of ours, actually. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I
2: love that. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. It
3: is. Yeah, he uh, said to Jade, and he said, hey, bring your dad's CD. I want to rock out tonight. <laughs>
2: that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool she's another one so we talked about it on the beara episode like i am like jealous of him like his story is so inspirational to me like he loves metal and he was just like i'm gonna make my life metal and he yeah. made his record label <laughs> work and that's fucking awesome but jade was somebody else like um if you read her story she said like she wanted to be like a journalist um and was just like fuck it why totally can't I yeah. yeah and she just went with it yeah. and it's just and now she's doing all this cool shit yeah with all these cool people
3: Rochester has a lot of cool connections with the music industry and I think people should be more privileged uh what do I want to say More um, should uh take that with a uh, pride more uh, more than what mm-hmm. they really do yeah Because, like, I always see the city as, like, people try and then they give up. And then just things just kind of fall apart. Where I think if people knew how to stick it out a little bit harder, knew how to promote themselves a little bit better, I think Rochester has more to offer than what people want it to I think.
1: Absolutely. We he, we talk this about that.
2: This guy just made me tear up. <laughs> I feel like I needed to hear that because yeah. we literally just had this yeah. conversation like, last night. Yeah. That's L- funny. Like, oh. About us, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I'm, like, tearing up a little bit because, like, we were sitting outside at a picnic what table. What, are you going to cry <laughs> in every fucking episode now? <laughs> every episode of <laughs> the <there's a> guest. <sighs> But he's. <laughs> <gonna continue. laughs> I'll be sobbing in the corner soon. Um, but he said it last night. He's like, you know, no matter how hard it gets, no matter how not listened to we are, like, we have to keep going. Like, people create these podcasts, mm-hmm. and then, like, after five, they just give up. Like, that can't be us. Yeah, we no. have to keep going. Yeah. Like,
3: you can, like, I'm looking out your window, and I see the Genesee Brewery, and You know you go over there for lunch and it's a or dinner or whatever and awesome food Uh, like there's so many best-kept secrets around Rochester really is and no one seems to take advantage of it as much as they should and then you always hear people on Facebook oh there's nothing to do tonight are you kidding me there's like like I said I'm looking out your window and there I can see five different places there are happening right
2: now yeah (laughs) yeah we feel the same way like sometimes we have to like draw out of a hat like what show we gonna go to tonight because there's four shows and we don't know which one we want to go to we want to be at all of them we have a
1: conflict on july 13th
2: we do (laughs) it is (laughs) yes it's a conflict (laughs) yeah and we're kind of at odds with it
1: yeah are we
2: I don't know. I, I kind of want to go see Dan's Metal Night. I do too. I really do. <laughs> yeah. But I really,
1: really want to see SinFest.
2: I know. There's a lot of awesome oh, yeah. games playing.
3: Yeah, I've been helping a little bit on uh, promoting SinFest. That's fucking I'll cool. I'll probably be stuck at Bug Jar, but um, yeah, cool to... Really cool two events... Yeah, happening Yeah, for sure. Well,
2: SinFest starts early. You're not going to be at Bug Jar too, right? That is true. You can come hang yeah. with us for a little while because yeah, I have <laughs> a feeling we're going to be at SinFest. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's probably what I'll do. <laughs> and I'll be in the doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, okay, so thank you for sharing Necrostock with us. Well, oh awesome. You're welcome. Thank you for Um, playing us. Yeah, thank you. So you're, we've mentioned this a couple times, but you're the bassist. But you're actually, your background, you're used to being a lead guitarist, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. i played guitar since I was uh, maybe eight, nine years old. And um, never took lessons, just kind of noodled. Yeah. listen to like led zeppelin records, black sabbath records and just kind of noodle away and learn songs here and there and i uh i never wanted to be the guy learning covers though so i always yeah. try to always make up my own riffs mm-hmm. as i go you know and um funny story is like uh you know in in small town batavia you know it's like a lot of good talent out in Batavia, at the time too. It's like, hey, I play guitar. Let's jam sometime. Let's. Uh, you'd say it about 20 times, and nobody cares. And, you know, after a few years of that, it's like, I'm gonna pick up bass. And by the time I said, hey, I play bass, uh, I been where I was in um, a couple of college bands that just never really took off, really. But then, when I started buying bass gear and saying hey I play bass that's when people started like oh cool come on let's jam (laughs) no one took you serious until you start playing bass because everybody and their brother plays guitar yeah yeah so everybody out there
2: Switch Pick the up bass. the bass first. Yeah. <laughs> or
3: drums. Yeah. Because drummers are hard to find. Yeah.
2: So we're seeing that a lot. Yeah. Like I know you had trouble with Stalker when your yeah. uh, drummer bailed. Yeah. Um You, you kind of sat idle for a while looking for somebody to play drums and I see it. We're yeah. yeah. You know, we see on all these like music message boards, like, we need a drummer, we need a drummer. It's like, oh, yeah. man, I should pick up some drumsticks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> yeah. And I always thought, it, um, when we were like searching, I'm like, I can't believe none of these drummers are coming to us. Like, no one. It's like, all right, we're in a good spot right now. We're on Severed and, um, now the thing that gets in my head is like when you're a teenager what oh how old you are and you just think oh man I want to be in this band I want to be in a band that's signed and the ability to travel and get noticed da, yeah da, and I feel like we're on that cusp of like ready to travel yeah like and a breakthrough. Then, and then reaching out to a drummer it's like where are you like you had this opportunity this whole time of you learning how to play instruments, and you don't want to play in a band that's ready to <laughs> break through, right? Like, why
2: <laughs> did you start playing drums? Yeah. <laughs> what did you think and was I gonna think, happen? I think that
3: goes back to the Rochester thing is like, we got this far and then we gave up.
2: E- yes, exactly. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's Rochester mentality. Yep,
2: yep. You mentioned that you had desire to do vocals for, like, a power metal band.
3: Yeah, I, um, well, funny thing is, uh, what we know of Christ, um, phenomenal band, awesome band. I was in the earlier formation of that band before they even had a name, and they heard me do a power vocals, like, we're at, actually, we're at a metal church show, and I was kind of doing my, <laughs>
2: Oh, I love it! (laughs) And um,
3: (laughs) the guys, uh, Mark Rapone uh, and um, Kevin came up to me like, dude, you need to be in our band. You're the vocals that we want. Uh, And I kind of him and I'm like, I don't know, man. My passion is more into playing an instrument than to being the vocalist. I mean, I would like to play if I... If I were to be in a band and do vocals, I'd like to be rather the backup vocalist vocals more than anything. They're we like, come on, man, give it a shot. Da-da-da, come to our practice. And speaking about the Genesee Brewery, their practice space is like right there uh, across the street. And um, come on down. We practice on such and such day. And so I came down, gave it a try, and it was going better than what I thought. But my heart wasn't really, really into it too much and I apologize profusely and I take it as a huge honor to play with those guys because I had Mark Rapone playing guitar, seeing him play guitar and bass for years. Dude's awesome, you know? Yeah, they're uh, all awesome. We
2: love that band. And
3: I'm glad to see that band continue with the members that they have now and um, I hope to see them grow as a band and they're already great already, so... Yeah, I'm glad to see them doing their thing. Yeah. It's awesome. Who was yeah. who
1: was in that band then?
3: Um, it was really um, pretty much um uh, Kevin, the uh, we had Monica for a minute mm-hmm. and then
1: Was that before like, Travis was in it?
3: Um yeah, Travis wasn't in okay. the band yet. Um
1: So were and, you um, just gonna like, sing?
3: Oh uh, yeah, just me singing yeah. and Mike, uh, Mike end up taking over Monica's part okay. and um, and then I end up getting sick. Um, I was in the hospital for like half a month with uh, diverticulitis, yeah. which was not fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah, it was brutal. I thought I was going to die.
1: No, that's not good I was
3: <laughs> I uh, I was turning yellow <laughs> when I was in the hospital oh shit I went in twice uh, like the second time and it hit me harder than what it was before but um yeah I thought I was gonna die the second time I'm like this is it I'm done <laughs> but, that's awful yeah it sucked <laughs> it uh it was just trying to it was hell I'd never been in so much pain <laughs> yeah but then uh, when I was back in action I'm like yeah guys I I'm sorry I can't do this like I want to focus on Necro Stalker and go with that for now and that's
2: good for you for I mean that had to have been a hard conversation to have yeah But not only for you not feeling the passion to do vocals but also for the the good of the band for the good of like the direction of Christ yeah you know what I mean
3: yeah, I, I'm glad to see where they went with the with the project. It was probably not the proj- uh, the idea originally, but I think it, it definitely was a great yeah. It was a great take. Um, but yeah, I would love to jam with those guys.
1: Let's hear some Christ now. This is always die alone.
2: If we can ever convince you to go into a studio to do some
3: power metal vocals. I'd be more down for that. (laughs) As long as I don't have to perform live. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you.
2: The funny thing
3: is uh, I used to sing in a church choir. (laughs) Oh,
2: so that's where I was going next. So let's talk about that. Perfect.
3: Yeah, Uh, I used to sing in a church choir uh, years ago, and... um, the choir director wanted to actually give me private lessons, I wish I did take a rope on her, but I I was like, yeah, yeah, and then I just never found the time to do it, but um, yeah, that was a different life. Yeah, (laughs) so how,
2: (laughs) how old were you?
3: 16, 17, 18, somewhere around that age group, I would say. So where that all started out was, um, I sing in the high school choir for a, a moment. Um, I was always like the outsider. In Elba, you're either a jock or an outsider. Yeah. It was black and white. And if you're not a jock, you're going to get harassed in fights every day. It was hell. <laughs> Were you but, bullied? Oh, constantly, every day. Every day. Um... It was hell, um, but I'd always, whenever I got into that situation where there's like seven kids around me, just find the weakest link, clock him right in the nose every time. Oh, that makes <laughs> me sad, though,
2: that you were in that position. Yeah. I don't like it.
3: But uh, yeah, kids learned how to not mess with me afterwards. <laughs>
2: well, that's good.
3: Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, the reason why that all stopped was uh, that Columbine shooting situation, and then kids were like, oh, don't mess with the kids that wear black. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, I
1: just wear a trench coat. Uh, We're not going to bother him anymore.
3: (laughs) That was pretty much it. Not that I I, I didn't have a trench coat, but I was the kid that wore black. My buddy was a kid that wore black. And scared the shit out of the kids were enough to like
2: leave you the fuck alone yeah
3: yeah (laughs) yep Mm -hmm. so I always seen those that whole situation like an anti-hero kind of situation and it's unfortunately that it is has to be seen like that and I hope schools like I know that they try to prevent situations like that they don't do good enough situations like that yeah mm -mm. and um but yeah um I guess that's why the church thing kind of came along because the Christians in my school kind of see me as this outsider and. Because you're like, like hey, mama, comes, right? come, come, hang out with us, sit with us, and da da da, you know, and then befriend them, and you know, it was um, got a friendship going with them. But thing that took took me away is the more that they try to. Warp you to think.
2: Convert.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, they. Convert. Well, converting is one thing, but then to try to brainwash you, to manipulate you to think like them.
1: To only and, listen to Striper.
3: Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you shouldn't be wearing those Metallica shirts. What more do you need? Maybe you need to listen to more like, uh, yeah, like Striper or, uh, <laughs> what was the other bands like, uh, and, and then all these bands that they would try to throw, yeah, were like just a watered down version of this band, yeah. or that band. Yeah. I'm like, I already heard this done better, right? right. <laughs> From Metallica. <laughs> <or Spire>. But <laughs> didn't you
2: question like, why can't I just be me yeah. and be a Christian?
3: And that's, uh, I, I was kind of going with that too. Is like, you know, I'm like, I'll never stop listening to metal bands. Yeah, uh, that's that's just who I am. And that's when the Christians realize, like, oh, well, then you can't really be part of us, then. That's and shitty. So I'm like, well, fine, whatever. I got more friends in the metal community, <laughs> anyways. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So did that um,
2: turn you off completely? To yeah, absolutely. To to yeah. like all organized religion.
3: Absolutely, yeah. It's like. I don't need that. I don't need people to tell me what to believe and what to think and how to think. I can do that myself. Yeah, <laughs>
2: and you should do that yeah. yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you had a similar experience with that too. Yeah. Growing up Catholic, you had to go to uh-huh.
1: uh,
2: Sunday school and yep. and you were like really vibing it. Yeah. For a little while, like you really, yeah, I, truly believed it. I was in into it. it, yeah. Yeah.
1: For, for a minute. <laughs> and then
2: you kind of had the same experience Oz had. Yeah. Like, wait a minute! Like, I can have my own beliefs yeah. and be my own person. Yeah. And-
3: yeah, I did a I did a lot with the with the church too. Like, missionary trips to Mexico and uh, um, inner cities, Worcester, Massachusetts. And- did a lot of inner city uh, puppetry. I learned how to do puppetry with the with So awesome! Which is funny because like you had to train yourself to go up on the beat instead of down on a beat.
2: Oh yeah, you to don't top. think about like, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's awesome.
1: What can you tell us about beard without mustache?
3: Um, that was uh, a group of my friends mm-hmm. that. Uh, awesome grind band. Um, They lasted for maybe two or three years, I want to say, which uh, Joe Holly was a guitarist. And um, we used to have a radio station, or a radio show on the college radio uh, station. And um, a lot of my popularity with the heavy metal scene was the Joe and Oz show, um, Hardcore Hump Day on the GCC station, like they would, uh, he would do the call letters, and I would just call out the phone number in a death metal growl. <laughs> so then, whenever we went to metal shows, uh, and at inter- like somebody's like, "Hey, I'm so and so," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm Oz." They're like, "Wait a minute, Oz? Like, Oz Oz?" <laughs> I'm like,
0: refer three W WGCC
3: <laughs> like, Oh, yes, you're the Oz, you're that Oz dude I love your radio show so everybody like that's pretty much where my popularity with the heavy metal scene really took off hence why I got hired at montage for being that promoter uh, for that yeah radio. being uh, being who I am through that way that's really that's pretty much where I really took off with the uh, Rochester metal booking I would actually say to go back to that question um, so me and Joey had a long-time uh, friendship, and he had this band, Beard Without a Mustache, and um, they were like, I kind of bugged him a little bit here and there, like, dude, you need a bass player, I'll play bass for you, let me play bass. And they're like, no, no, I think we're good, we're th- we're good, and they did a couple of shows, and then towards the end, they're like, you know, uh, since you want to play bass with us, come down to our practice. Pick up the bass, see what we can do. I was learning the songs, so I was learning them quick. And um, I didn't have a bass amp at the time, so I was just kind of strumming along and with just me and Joe like kind of jamming along and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, cool, see you next week. And then jammed with them next week, I think three weeks. And then their vocalists like moved town and then the band just kind of disbanded from there, so I never, oh, no. never really was part of the band. But I, I was, I was in the band up until, up until they broke up. <laughs> but uh, that um, Joe went on to be in the band Sestruga, mm. which is a phenomenal band. Yes,
2: yes.
1: We played them
2: Yep, we yeah. sure did. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. That, Very cool. Uh, they or I don't know. It's current, but it had uh, Juan's brother on drums.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Very cool stuff. Yeah. So, was that in your college days?
3: Um, no, I think I was. We were out of college for a while. Uh, at that point, yeah, we were, uh, because I was already working at Bug Jar, so that mm-hmm. had been a few good few years uh, after.
2: So. Sorry, I don't mean to take over again. College. Is that where you were going? Yeah. So, what'd you go to college for?
3: Uh, Radio broadcasting. (laughs) Radio broadcasting and, um, yeah, a little bit of a stage setup, too. Because, like, my whole idea was, like, anywhere that I can get into music, if I were to be a roadie, at least I would have stagecraft behind my... Like, background. you mean theater? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, well, I took the theater, Sagecraft, because... Yeah. Um, well, that kind of
2: works in a broadcasting and... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. But uh, it wasn't because it, I, I wasn't trying to get into theater. I was right. trying to get into... Yep, I you. Gotcha. Touring with bands. <laughs> yep, I gotcha, I gotcha. So, anyways, I could step my foot into, I would do it, like, In high school, I took up electronics because I'm like, well, if I'm a roadie, I know how to fix this, like, amplifier, you know. Oh, I love it. I love it. And unfortunately, the electronics class wasn't really trying to teach us how to fix things. It was (laughs) more like... Throw out your old equipment, and buy new equipment. Uh-huh. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna fix it or I'm not gonna throw out my 1960s right. Marshall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that uh, wasn't the course that I really wanted.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure theater wasn't either. But no, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Um, um yeah. so you mentioned. You had your own radio show, so let's talk about that.
3: Yeah, uh, Hardcore Hump Day, which I didn't start, uh, neither did Joe, but um, it was a group of guys that had uh, Wednesdays on GCC, and um, it was everything from death metal, hardcore, just anything heavy was on Wednesdays. That was like the heavy block Wednesdays. And um, eventually all those guys kind of split off. And uh, one guy, Steve, actually started, um, he took his show on a, a Buffalo radio station, um, a syndicated radio station. So that was its really cool to see him like actually take yeah, that's that cool. onto syndicated yeah. radio. Um, but me and Joe were, like, one of the first guys to actually get onto, like, live feeds. And we were getting people, like, all over the world listening to us. Like, they seen it, like, the director at the time was like, you know, Wednesdays during your hours are in the highest peaks. And I was, like, promoting it. This is, like, MySpace days. I would always promote it. I still have flyers from those old, like, uh... Radio shows, um, and, um, yeah, we had like, we used to have, uh, uh, Devourment. Um, Wayne Nup used to listen to us, and Wayne Nup would always be like, Hey, man, play my band. I want to hear my (laughs) band over there. (laughs) And it's like, Wayne Nup from Devourment's listening to us. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) That's so cool. And actually, that's kind of like the, um, beginning when we started, uh, when I got to know the guys in Malignancy like we went up to Canada to see Malignancy and still to this day I'll be brought up where where I talk about the incident where my eye (laughs) like being poked in the eye (laughs) during their set (laughs) 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 it's hysterical yeah we long time friendship with those guys Um, oh yeah um, it's me and Joe was uh, that radio show. I miss those radio show tapes. So what happened? Used, Why did it uh, Did just, it fizzle out? Or? Yeah, kind of. Uh, we always wanted to do it into a podcast kind of thing. Okay. And um, it just kind of fizzled. Yeah. Like, we're like, yeah, let's do a podcast. And, and, and You know, life gets in the way, I guess. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, Danny, you know, Danny from Malibacy. Uh. When we were at, at, in Canada Danny Nelson yeah, yeah. we just talked yeah. to him he, very uh, cool he was doing he, he was uh you know doing his vocals and he was like kind of pointing into the crowd and I get shoved this way and I think his guitarist went to like hit him in uh, from the back and, and he went this way I went that way and, and he, he got me in the eye and <laughs> so it's somewhere. been this like long running joke <laughs> like oh yeah I, I, you know I had to disfact it blah, blah, blah. <laughs> 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 So funny Yeah we just talked to
2: well didn't talk. We so like funny. I amed. he's so yeah. cool. He's such a cool yeah. guy. I,
3: I'm I'm so stoked that he's on Severed Records now yeah. too.
2: Yeah. So are we we got to play him.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I you know, I, I was excited for a lot of bands that Barrett has on his roster. But when I seen Malignancy, I'm like, fuck yeah, that's meant to be. Yeah,
2: was- yes, we agree.
1: Sodomy by Malignancy, and that was off of the intrauterine cannibalism reissue double CD that's on Severed Records. It has the original CD recording from 99 as disc one, and then there's a second disc that is the re-recording from 2019. Uh, So go to Severed Records and pick it up.
2: Let's talk about your button and jewelry business. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> so we knew about the buttons cause you made us some kick-ass grim buttons, mm-hmm. yeah, which we love, yeah, we do. but yeah. I had no idea about
3: the jewelry part of it. Um, so <laughs> it's all kind of a whim. <laughs> um, so I see a lot of my friends um, and Laura's friends make jewelry and Like, I can do this. This is easy. I can do this. And I got, I'm an artist too. So, like, I'll do this. And then, uh, Laura's like, well, if you think you can do it, then do it. And I think she, at first, she was like, yeah, right. You know, kind of, Laura always has these, like, kind of like, doubts (laughs) like Uh, challenging uh, you yeah yeah. so I'm calling your bullshit well well, I take it as a challenge when Lori has a doubt yeah Yeah. I'm like no watch this I can do it yeah hold my beer (laughs) it's like one of those things like everybody's like wow Oz can do that and I'm like yeah I'm an artist I can do anything (laughs) that's always my my comment I'm like I'm an artist I can do anything so um, I made her these really cute earrings and all of her friends are like, oh my God, those are beautiful. And next thing is like, I'm buying beads here Stones and there and whatnot. And, yeah. and, and then uh, I just started making a handful of them. And then I'm like, you know what? I can make a metal twist on these things. So I started buying little pentagrams <laughs> and, uh, and skulls and started making them like a metal version of jewelry. And that's kind of just where it took off. Um, yeah, I'm just looking... I'm always looking for a ways to make a little extra bucks out, uh, buck on the side. You yeah. Know? You definitely need it when you're a promoter. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> laughing with a slight like, cry in the end. I know. <laughs> I'm not the only one teary-eyed <laughs> tonight. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's kind of where that kind of took off. The buttons... I've always wanted to make patches, but... Um, I feel like that's
2: expensive. Is that yeah. expensive to do?
3: I feel like it is, so that's why I never really yeah. ran with it. Because um, like high-end sewing machines are like 6K, but I see some embroidering machines that are like more or less uh, sewing machines. I was kind of looking at those options, but I've heard... you got to do it by hand. Stories. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, some of these are, you can plug into your computer, and it will do the design mm-hmm. for you but um i don't know i mean, I'm, i just kind of like there's a few guys already out there still that yeah. do that so i don't want to step on toes either so i'm like buttons i'll make buttons <laughs> you make awesome yeah buttons. <laughs> thank yeah, you actually fantastic. I, I actually took it off but uh i started to, uh, like i uh i made another one for uh, a local band a punk band from Rochester uh, slamming Jenny's and they said yeah we want like their names kind of twist off of the Genesee uh, beer and so I started manipulating with uh, you know they wanted the like the red eyes the blues the you know the light you know the uh, the colors of the beer cans mm-hmm. and I'm like well I started running with the Kolsch idea, like having the background, same background as the Kolsch and same background yeah. as, you know, there are um, other beers that they have out there. So I printed, uh, printed those off, gave them, the, gave them those print uh, buttons and blew their mind that I ran with those ideas too. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah so, so did can, you
2: make their logo for them?
3: I didn't make their logo. I just kind of, made the design of the Oh button. okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> All right,
2: so aside from button making and jewelry making, are there any other hobbies or interests that like nobody else knows about that you have?
3: Um art I, I'm I wish I had more time to do art, but uh I I love painting and uh drawing. Um I usually put that into like a lot of uh flyers um photoshop photoshop like okay all right yeah so
2: graphic design kind of stuff yeah okay
3: which now that i look back i wish i uh went towards that instead of the music direction
2: (laughs) well you followed your heart yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) which is more important yeah that's right it absolutely is
1: played at the Maryland Death Fest this year.
2: Yeah, they're awesome. They are, yeah. So that song we heard was The Road off of the prize release from 2018, and that's on the Translation Lost record label. You're entering a huge chapter in your life. Oh, yeah. You're getting married.
3: Yeah, yeah yep. Uh, we're looking by next year in the fall sometime.
2: So when when and where did you guys meet?
3: It was the bug jar. um Of course. <laughs> yeah. So our mutual friend Raven came in with Lore and I kinda it was kinda funny because she she put something on Facebook which I I'll say to uh, right now is like I seen her and she's like just kinda looking around and there was um something about her that I was like I could see us meshing well already before I even knew. It before, yeah, you know, I I have a a good mindset like uh, where uh, I can read people pretty well, and when I seen lore, I'm like, I could see us meshing well. You yeah. know, and then I, to Raven, my friend Raven, I said, Hey, who's that? No, oh, it's just lore, Whatever, you know, like big deal. It's just Laura. Like, and <laughs> right. <laughs> so then. Uh, some other point they came in again and I started talking to Lore and um, next thing is like my shift gets done at, over at Bug Jar I got let go early so next thing I'm going to Monty's Crown it was Monty's Crown at the time the Rosen Crown now and there's like a a touch screen game so I sit next to her and I'm start, I chime in and start playing the game with her and she's like oh okay, whatever, okay, this guy's playing this game with me, whatever, <laughs> and, um, and we started uh, making plans to see each other more often, here we are now, oh, engaged, I love I it. It. and that was, and that was How... about four, four four and a half years now, oh. um, officially, we were uh, a couple on years, so uh, this will be, next year will be our fifth year.
2: Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's awesome!
3: Yeah, we gave the big, big first kiss on New Year- oh, as the ball drops. <laughs> well, you had to. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what better time than to make your move Exactly. Than yes.
1: Thank you for being on. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you.
3: <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, really, us. Thank you yeah. so
2: much. It was our honor. Thank you for sharing stories with us and opening up.
3: It's a real honor to be here, too.
2: Fantastic.
1: Until part two. Yes. Thank you. Part two. Thank
2: you. All right. So we're going to leave everybody with a little freestyle jam that Oz did with his friend Curly.